When it comes to running a business, few things matter more than generating revenue. But sales folks aren't just closing deals. They're tracking down leads, forecasting growth, whipping up reports, managing contracts, creating content, crunching numbers. The list goes on and on. And with Q4 around the corner, there's a better way to win. It all starts with the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked inside a smart and highly customizable platform that feels good to use. Turn prospects into pipeline and close the deal all in one place. Plus, sequences and smooth workflows helps reps streamline tasks and spend more time on what they do best, connecting with customers. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com slash sales. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, I have an update episode with Khadija K. Polly. She's a graduate of Grambling State University and is the owner of K's Kettle Corn, a gourmet popcorn company based in Houston, Texas. She is also a speaker as well as a specialty foods business coach. In addition to her popcorn company, Khadija is a passionate travel and social impact enthusiast. She's the founder of Ankara Beauty, a social enterprise that sources is fair trade, all natural ingredients for beauty products from women-owned cooperatives and solo entrepreneurs in African countries. I can't wait for you to hear this update all about why Khadija decided to start a whole other business, how she was able to fund it, how she approaches it, and so much more. Let's get right into it. Khadija, welcome, welcome back to the guest chair. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to to be here. And it's what, been three me years? Me too. It's, I, I it's think it's been more years. than that. Has it been? Well, okay, at least three years. No, four, going on four, 2019. Oh like, gosh. it's so hard to count these days because the years were just <laughs> so crazy. But when you reached out, I was so happy. And I didn't even know that you had started this whole other business. So mm-hmm. to catch you, you guys up, you know, Khadija was in the guest chair already. We'll link to the episode with her business, Kay's Kettle Corn. Mm-hmm. Amazing story. At the time, you side hustled while you were working in recruitment and ultimately grew it to the point where you were like, I have to go full time. So to. let's pick up from there. What yeah. happened with Kay's Kettle Corn from that point? So um, 2019 was like one of my biggest years. I started the company in 2013 officially, right? And so I was like, I need to do this full time and was just grinding it out. Just that silent work in the background, I ended up with some really big contracts. And I was just like, wow, I literally started from my kitchen, right? Into the warehouse and then I'm in stores and then I'm like, okay, business to business is where it should go. And then we went from $500 a month to literally like months where we have $30,000. And so I'm like, okay, so what do I do with this? And being able to work with family has been amazing. And because my mom's retired, her sister's retired. So I was so fortunate to have that support. And I think that's a really big part of why I'm successful in the way that I am. Um, And so 
2019, which was my biggest year. And then mm-hmm. the next year was the pandemic. So it's like, well, what do we do now? Right. Because right. my companies were business to business. Everyone was working from home. So I had to pivot. So I went back to what I was doing when I first started direct to customer. You know, I'm okay. literally doing delivery on my own Uber Eats, basically. Right. And I saw no I I'm delivering on Wednesdays because people were at home. They're watching movies, you know, of so course. Um, ordering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I focused on Houston a lot because nobody knew what was going to happen. Right. No and way. so in 2020, you know, the world shut down. So I'm like, OK. What am I going to do? I was on the verge of buying like this equipment that was like $100,000 because I had to scale up my business. September, I literally was in Vegas for um, Pack Expo. You see me, my mouth is open. Y'all got to check this out on YouTube. You said that and my mouth stayed open because I want to know what was that $100,000 equipment going to help you do? It was going to help me scale up. So we were still doing everything by hand. So except for popping. So I was able to scale up to get bigger popcorn machines. But it's like, okay, the longest time takes to bag the popcorn. And so I was like, okay, how are we going to increase business? Because I'm the face of my business. I'm out here. We're getting orders. How are we going? What's the next step? And the next step for me was doing the research, going to the Pack Expo, a huge event in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to finance this machine next year. Next year rolls around and I'm like, I'm not spending that money. And like, you know, because so many unknowns. <laughs> and so um, I just, like I said, I went back to what I was doing when I first started, you know, straight to the customer because nobody knew what was going to happen. Were you doing any shipping at that point or just delivery? I was shipping, but um, if we remember, I don't like to get into too much politics, but it was like so much going on with the post office, right? If you remember that time, a lot of small businesses felt that, that thing. So then I had to, you know, look at other options. So I had to change up a lot of stuff with the unknown of what's going to happen, right? But yeah, shipping was part of it. Um, and then it was just that, and I, thankfully, again, depending on how you look at it, I lived in Texas, so it was a little bit looser. You know, we were, we were <laughs> been open, right? Texas has, has been open, but no still working from home. That is so interesting because I didn't realize you had pivoted so much to business to business Mm -hmm. and then had to scale back. Did you have any business clients hang on at all, like to surprise and delight their workers by sending them popcorn? Yeah. So what we did exactly what it was, um, you know, they wanted to keep that a little piece of, you know, employee appreciation going. So we were sending Um, straight to their customers to take straight to their employees, which was a big deal because now we go from delivering, you know, a hundred boxes to an office to having to ship to multiple addresses. Yeah. So they're giving you more work, more work, more work, but it was all, it was all good. It was all good. It was a learning curve, but it was all good. Um, And the biggest client that I had stayed on. And so they, again, it was an event, but partly because it's Texas, you know, they're like, huh? not, but you know, it's Texas. So <laughs> we're very entrepreneur friendly here. Well, right. I'm happy for that for you. I'm happy for that, yeah. you know, because I want your business to survive and thrive and all of that good stuff. And I'm curious, having a perishable 
product as well. How mm-hmm. did that play into your shipping costs? Well, we've always shipped. Well, I meant so far as with the delays. So you had to factor in, okay, if this doesn't get to them, you know, how long of a shelf life does it have before we have to reship them something if it, if it's delayed right. too long? So fortunately, it's a three-week shelf life. It's a little okay. bit longer, but I prefer to tell my customers three weeks because that's when it's the most fresh. And that's when yes. I know, you know, your product, when it starts to taste different. But the baggage right. and the packaging is really what makes a difference. Um, mm-hmm. So you have bags that are specific for snack food. You'll have a long shelf okay. life. So now coming out. OK, so as the pandemic tapered off. Um, what changed? What did you hang on to in terms of your business? What did you stick with? And what did you say? Okay, I don't have to do that no more. I'm not going to do that. While I love my direct customers, like I'll do an event, <laughs> especially for my alumni who have been there since day one. It's funny, everyone who calls me that has been referred to your show, they're like, oh, they've been down since Black Labels. So those people who've yes, been down yes. since Black Labels, I will always forever do events with them. I just prefer the one customer, the one check, the corporate. You don't have yes 200 opinions. You don't have, you know, it's like, and they're getting it free from work. So they don't care. So as yeah. long as the person writing the check or placing the order is happy, that's who I'm focused on. I understand. Listen, I understand. How do you gain those clients? So um, because I've been in, I am in a sorority and at the age that we are, our big age, we're, you know, we're leaders, we're managers. So we still have those corporate cards that we're spending, right? Um, I focus on event planners. Again, the people who can get me directly to the most customers. My event planner is my one customer, but, you know, they're ordering for their events. So my thing is to stick to decision makers who are the um, HR managers for employee appreciation or the event planners. And do you have a certain number of clients you aim to keep on your roster so you can make a certain projected amount each year? Yes. I um, My big clients who do the 20,000 box orders, those people are always trying to keep happy. And um, I always follow up with a backup. I try to ask for two people on an email because people change, you know, jobs often. But um, because I built that reputation and the employees who have been there the longest, they'll they'll request it, you know, for their events. So I try to keep, you know, the big contracts for sure. And my event planners who are super busy, Event planners don't stray away from the people that they know. If they know you make yes. great cakes, they're going to stick to their cake lady. They're, if you, they of know course. you make popcorn, whatever they need popcorn. So those are the people that I make sure that I keep on my roster. And I love the fact that you have such a tasty product that does have to work for you in terms of, oh, once they taste that, they're hooked. <laughs> they're coming right. back. Their employees are going to keep asking, what about, what, remember last year you gave us that popcorn? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that is part of it as well. Now, what made you want to start another business? You know, so again, the pandemic, it was so many unknowns and it was so much going on and it was just heavy. Like the U.S. felt heavy, especially my family in California where they were like on lockdown. And then Texas, where I'm like, you know, and then so it was like (laughs) we were living in two different worlds a little bit, you know, but they. I live in Houston, so, you know, people pay, pay attention a bit more, but it was just like the bumping of the heads, like, 
should we wear a mask? Should we not? And it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we had the racial injustice came to a head with George Floyd. And the U.S. just felt heavy. And I was oh, like, yes. I got to get out of here. Like, what am I going to do? Where can I go um, that I can just... Where am I allowed to go? Where am I allowed to go? Where can I afford to go? Where am I going to have a direct flight? You know, and so I just kept coming back to Ghana. So in 2019, when I started, um, that was my second trip to Ghana. Um, When I talked to you, it was my very first trip. So 2019, I kind of started on Cara Beauty because when I left, um, you know, people like, oh, bring me something back. Bring me shea butter. Bring me shea butter. And like shea butter is heavy. (laughs) It's like, you know, 50 pounds. (laughs) We're only allotted 50 pounds. And so... Um, I was scrolling Instagram, you know, I've used social media in a way that has really benefited um, in, in a positive way because, you know, there's uh-huh. a lot of stuff you can do on social media. But I ended oh, up finding um, a woman's own cooperative in northern Ghana that produces the shea butter. And so mm-hmm. I was just I, she I was just following her and she posted something about um a school build that they were doing for whatever reason, I just emailed inbox her and I was like, how can I help? You know? And so she was just like, Oh, well, you know, they need shoes. And so I reached out to my friends and I got shoes and then I got school supplies. And then it just, it just turned from there for me buying the, the shea butter from her and then supporting right. her cause as well. And then my friends want to support them through me. And so I'm just literally the vessel. So tell us a little bit more about what exactly Ankara Beauty does Mm -hmm. and how you started it. Okay, so Ankara Beauty, we're a social enterprise that sources all natural beauty products from women-owned cooperatives in African countries and solo entrepreneurs as well. And so we primarily import shea butter um, from northern Ghana in a village called Savalubu. And so with that, the proceeds, we're helping snailing along, build the school those are going to be for the children whose mothers make shea butter. And so um, in 2020, I went up there to actually see the process. And um, I'm in a very curious person and a storyteller. So immediately I wanted to figure out how to tell these women's stories because I've been using mm-hmm. shea butter since I was a child and didn't really know how it was made. And so... Mm-hmm. For me, the best medium that I could use to not only get more customers for myself, which is more customers for them, put it in a story form. And then that's where the social impact part came. Every year, I'm literally bringing shoes. We're giving the ladies money. And it, it's, it just it just spiraled from there. Um, and so since I go to Ghana every year for the past five years, I would do my schedule to do a layover in another African country. <laughs> and then I would find a woman on cooperative there or solo what? woman entrepreneurs there to buy what? items from. Because what happened was like, say for instance, this necklace, I'll just be talking like, oh, you guys, I mean, you know, in Ghana, people are like, where did you get that? I want that, you know, because again, we're at home. They're living vicariously through me. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go find, how can I get, 50 of these, right? And so I'm mm-hmm. out there and then I, it turned into the Ankara Beauty Box, which is they're beautiful items that are handmade items um, from women-owned cooperatives and solo entrepreneurs throughout the country that I put in a box and 
you'll have something from Kenya, just depending on where I am. So you'll always okay. have the shea butter. You'll always have the rose water from Morocco. You'll always have the clay from Morocco. You'll always have the argan oil. Those are the staple products that are always going to be in the box. But when I stop on to these other countries, I'm picking up like the purse from Togo that we had to do several reorders for because people just love it. And, you know, the people buy from who they like and it's the story behind it. I have two questions. First, when you say you wanted to share these stories, how are you sharing them now? Okay. So right now I on via social media and through the Ankara Beauty Box. So when you first uh, open the beauty box, there is I was very intentional about this and it's something it's probably one of the most things that I'm so proud of, in addition to purchasing the products, but I just had an idea because it's a handmade product and I wanted the ladies to sign their names on this paper so that every box, when you open the box, this is there, right? And it didn't occur to me that some of the women have never signed their name before. They're like older, they dealt it because of disparities in education. So all of this came to a head right there when I'm just literally asking them to sign their name. And so yeah. they're just, they, they've either, their husbands have always signed their name or they've had no reason to sign their name. And these are women that are from the ages of 20 years old to 70 years old. And some people have literally never signed their name. So, and they have a marking that they'll do on like a lot of their, and this is the, um, specifically in the village of Sublubu, which is Northern mm-hmm. Ghana. Um, it's about a 12 hour drive from Accra, um, which is a, a, a trek. It's a bit remote. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm telling their stories by literally bringing their hand written, even if they cannot travel to the U.S. or travel to wherever I'm sending this box, their stories are in that box. And speaking of this box, so that's my second question. So when you tell me, oh, you happen across these products, my mind is racing. I'm thinking, what scale? Mm-hmm. Are you doing these boxes at? So are you physically in Kenya? Like, give me, <laughs> you know, 50 of those necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> or do you make a relationship and have the, you know, work out the shipping so you get even more? Cause you can't bring yeah. everything back yourself or can you? So it's both. It's twofold. Um, when I'm there telling the stories on social media, like it's almost like a, um, a vlog of, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I'm here. And yeah. I literally are like, how can I get, and I'm sitting there. I'm literally negotiating on camera or like negotiating, <laughs> like just telling the stories, like how people try. And, and it's, I had to get over the negotiating part. Like they negotiate. That's just what is what it is. They're not trying to get up. Yep. You know, you would have the foreign tax, but that's kind of, it's just part of it. Right. And so I need a hundred of these. And I try to stick to like mm-hmm. smaller items that don't weigh a lot. So it's a lot of the jewelry okay. or if it's, if it's, um, the purses, they're light and I can stuff stuff inside of them. And mm. I, I travel with some stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like I literally was able to bring some chairs back from Rwanda. Like I stuffed my clothes in the box. It's just been a, an amazing journey um, to meet the right. women's stories. And I, I, I do buy from some men as well. But in particular, I focus on the women just because of the just like working with the women in Ghana. The story mm. is pretty similar to other women in other African countries. And how often are the boxes released and where are they produced? 
So I bring everything back here and we package everything here. Like shea butter, I just literally repackage it. Shea butter, I do get yeah. shipped here. And we also, it started a bigger collection of the, um, the shea butter collective where other shea butter owners, we're like in here splitting up the cost of this so that we can get the benefit okay. because, you know, I know I got, I basically have the plug. And so that gets shipped here. The stuff from Morocco gets shipped here, like the drums of argon oil and rose water. But everything else is literally in my suitcase. Because <laughs> I'm a backpack traveler, so I don't really need a lot of room for clothes. So that's how. So then the actual physical box, is this something where you order those online and then they come to you and you put them together with all the products that you receive? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we ship it out that way. Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship. I recently checked out the episode called How to Focus Like Einstein, where Scott discusses how to zero in on this laser-like focus, because we all know that we can accomplish more in less time if we just focus. Listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. So as far as startup costs, what what did it really cost to get this business started? And what's been your experience with losing versus making money versus breaking even? So fortunately, I'm able to do pre-order. So say, for instance, Ah. since I've been going to Ghana every year in December, Mm -hmm. people kind of know that this box is going to come when she gets back. And they pre-order two months in advance. And once it's sold out, it's sold out. I have like a number in mind. And once they're gone, they're gone. And then I do have make connections. So you cap the boxes at a certain number. Yeah, I cap the boxes at a certain amount. Like I figure out how much we're going to donate for this project. Like, okay, right now we need desks. Next, we need wiring. Next, we need, you know, that's how we do. So is this completely like for, this is a complete nonprofit social impact enterprise that you're running? No, it's a social enterprise, which means I do make a profit on it, but a portion of the proceeds do go. So right now we're helping build the school, which is the exact same thing that um, the Shea Butter Collective does there. Um, Mm -hmm. So a portion of their proceeds go towards that and then towards building the school. Um, but we do have social impact projects that are separate, um, which is drilling of the borehole that we're currently doing. Now, all of those are funds specifically go for the building of the school, specifically go for the drilling of the borehole. Yeah. So that's the Ankara gotcha. Beauty Social Impact Fund. And how big is the team now for Ankara Beauty overall, both the fund and all the different facets of it? It's my niece and myself. <laughs> For Ankara and, and so I try not to overcomplicate things um, because mm-hmm. it's um, there's drops, right? And so I don't do it all right. all year, but it's a big impact when I do it. So over the past mm-hmm. five years, we've done six boxes, but that's just for the boxes. The shea butter is ongoing yes. and continuing. 
you know what I love about you is you, yeah, you do have that that mindset of let's not overcomplicate things. Yeah. People want popcorn. Let's give it to them. Let's find the best bags. Let's mm-hmm. find the best formula. Yeah. And boom, let's let's go out there and, and give it to the people. They mm-hmm. want this. <laughs> Yeah. And overcomplicating and thinking too much about what you need to do can stop a lot of us in our tracks. So, you know, what's your secret to, to not getting caught up in the weeds and overcomplicating stuff before you take steps? Um, I don't want to say lazy because I'm absolutely not lazy, <laughs> but I value my time. Like once I got laid off before and it's just like... Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of stuff, right? And this is like, I'm glad that my foundation is here. You know, right. I'm able to do certain things, but ah, ease of life, man. I've been on this soft life era for a minute. Like, for what? <laughs> why not? <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And ease of life too starts with deciding what kind of life you want to live and right. how much is that going to cost. Exactly. So, a lot of people are in the rat race because they are mistakenly feeling like I just need millions and millions and millions and millions. And when you come down to it, like when you really come down to it, what do you want in your life? Like, what do you really want? And what does it take to get that? And that's yeah. where that soft life comes in. Right. And it looks different for everyone. So it for does. me, it I does. want to be able to go to Ghana for two months. Yes. And so that's what it looks like for me. Right. Like, I want to pick up and go anywhere I want to go anytime I want. Right. You know, that that to me is priority above everything else. Right. But at the same time, you do run a business. So Mm -hmm. how do you balance what you're doing and the traveling you need to do with Kay's Kettle Corn? And this kind of goes back to your earlier question of like, what do I keep and what do I after the pandemic? What did I go away? I like to schedule. So because I work Mm -hmm. with you know, bigger companies with bigger orders, they have to plan months out. So I already okay. know what my big orders are going to be. Everything else, my team can take care of, okay. right? And then for Ankara Beauty, I know that I'm going to be in Africa. I'm going to stop in Egypt. I'll do some shopping in Egypt, you know, enjoy Egypt. When I get back, this is how many boxes I have to ship out. That's little, And I don't mean to make it sound so simple, but it's that simple. I yeah. work on a, a I'm schedule. I'm glad you're making it sound simple. I'm not, not even sound simple. I'm glad you are illustrating how simple it can be. So I think it gets complicated when, if you were to just be in this to, I wanted to overextend yourself to maximize money, right? To mm-hmm. maximize, and you could say, all right, as many people who want to order, right. I'll take it and I'll figure out how I'm filling these boxes later, right? right? But you cap it. So that is a huge decision to make as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Why do you make that decision? Um, Honestly, because mental health illness runs deep in my family, right? And so I'm always mm-hmm. conscious of that. I'm not stressing myself out for what? Like, for yeah. what? Yeah. Like, my <laughs> mental health is my main priority. I enjoy my time. Um, Mm -hmm. and I like the impact that I can make the, the small impact that I'm making. It helps so much because me even just doing popcorn, I literally brought my whirly pop, the pot that I started with here. I took that to Ghana, packed it in my suitcase and was (laughs) making popcorn. Um, because you know, we have a lot of the diaspora, my friends there who followed me for Mm -hmm. years. You know, and they're like, where you got to bring us popcorn? And I'm like, well, I don't, I, 
I'm going to just bring my Whirly Pot. And I literally was there making popcorn. So it's, it's those kind of connections. And mm-hmm. I was able to teach the ladies how to make popcorn for the time that they don't have shea butter orders. Because popcorn is big there as well. The kernels are different. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was working with different, um, even YouTubers who reached out to me. Um, Ivy Prosper reached out to me to help mentor a young um, college student there who wanted to start okay. a popcorn company. So we mm-hmm. met up and I showed them how to do it. And, I, you know, I still connect with them to this day. So those are the types of impacts that I'm making that I'm just like, I'm on the right track now. In the event, a huge order will come in. I Still, will mm-hmm. pre-orders is the the gym basically. A lot of people do yes. drops. I'm not the first person to do a drop, you know. And so mm-hmm. you can plan up until this. When it's gone, it's gone. And how did you start marketing the business? Now I know you always mm-hmm. talking about the the sorority, the deltas. Mm-hmm. I know you can't just keep hitting up <laughs> the national list of like, hey, I got a new business. <laughs> um, shout out to D nine. So. How did you go about launching this one and marketing? It was 77 of my license. So oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> 40 of us. No, but because of the, because I've been the face of my company um, on um, social media, just building those yes. followers and then they'll see like, what are you up to now? Like how she, and they're inquisitive. Like how, well, how are you able to be in Africa? Oh, well, this is how, right. you know? Um, so social media has been huge. Um, for that, even though it's a popcorn, I've kind of like have been my own brand in a way. Cause like, I'm like super random and people, like, they're not shocked by anything that I do right now. When you talk about social media, are you talking about your personal account or Ankara Beauty's account? On my personal account. And I'm like, Hey, go. Oh, over yeah. Here. Cause you don't have an Instagram for them, right? For, yeah. I do. For, and for Ankara Beauty. Oh, you I do? do. Okay. It's not as big as my okay. popcorn account, but I do have one. Mm-hmm. So now I, am my own personal brand. And so I mm-hmm. post both content on the same page because, okay. and then I'm like, you know, I I'll know how that is. Beauty. Right. Mm-hmm. And that just reminds me too. A lot of people will ask me about this and okay, there's some nuance to it, right? Personal brand, business, all this other stuff. The short answer is it's not an easy yes or no, because it's mm-hmm. going to be different for everybody. Whether you post stuff, Um, personal stuff on your personal brand page or whatever. It really Mm -hmm. depends on the business, your personality, if it makes sense and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you bring that up because it's, it's really a case by case kind of thing. But the overall thing I want to stress is, which is the theme of, you know, Khadija's life in this episode is don't overthink and don't stress it. If it's stressing you out to think about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Mm do what is the least stressful for you right now. If that's posting both, cool, post both. And then as your business grows and you see the need to branch out, then let's do that. But do not let this stress yourself out because it's just social media, guys. It's just social media. And I do understand because I have a marketing background. But because I understand the need for, you know, the separation, but it also depends on how you launch as well. Um, If people don't know that you're doing it, you know, you have to pay for ads. You're going to have to do something. And in the beginning, you have to keep driving people to your page when you're building it up. You know, if you do a separate brand page anyway, you have to keep talking about it on your page to drive people to it. 
Yeah. So I get it. I get it completely, you know, having that, that marketing lens, but I think we stress ourselves too much and I don't know who made up these rules, but I like that saying the rules are fake because we keep living by these mythical rules that we think exist that we don't really know who made them. Sometimes they're in a book, but it's like who made those people the authority because they might not even be alive no more or they're not living in the time where, you know, threads and spill just came out. Like, talk to me about that, marketing professor. Oh, you can't? Then I I can't listen to your rules, okay? It's just going so fast. We can't even keep up. It's going too fast. We cannot just keep going by like books that were written decades ago. So I digress. Thank y'all for following that tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's bring it back a little bit. So how big is the K's Kettle Corn team right now? And how big do you want it to get? When we have our huge orders, it's five of us Mm -hmm. on the team. My aunts and my moms who are retired, my niece and nephews, myself. They can run that in their sleep. We've been doing it. And then for Ankara Beauty, I bring people in. So a lot of this stuff is contract. How, how big do I want to get? You know, um, I, my mom always speaks it into like, or Rebenbacher, like Creter's <laughs> numbers, right? And for yes. me, I, 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 it's sometimes it can get a little daunting, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't want to overcomplicate right. stuff. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm liking how it's going right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I tell this to people all the time. People, because you are an entrepreneur does not mean you have to out the gate million dollars or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have people who literally will work a job for 20 years and retire at 75000 So, And there's nothing wrong with that. Why is it? Because I have to be, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm expected right. to be a millionaire. To like, be a it millionaire. doesn't, for me, it doesn't have to be that. I would absolutely yeah. love that. And I, I feel like that's absolutely the direction that I'm going mm-hmm. towards. But I want to be able yeah. to do it on my path, mm-hmm. on my terms, within reason, Preach. right? Within because reason. there are yeah. so within many reason. ways to make money. And again, mm-hmm. my time is so valuable to me. And once I realized that, I'm not sacrificing to begin. I'm just not. And popcorn yep. is fun. I'm learning with shea butter. I get to travel the world. Preach, preach. Let's <laughs> talk about this because yes, you're so right. I never thought about it like that, but you're so right. When you're working a job, like nobody's checking your pockets in the same way. Like you, you better be a millionaire by the time you retire. But all of a sudden you start a business and it's like, you know, seven figure this, seven figure yeah. that, like <laughs> in two years, in right. one year. And I might be part of the problem too, but anyway, as <laughs> I digress. It's not inspirational. With some, with some of the entrepreneurs that have been on here, but it is inspirational. But at the same time, first of all, you might be a millionaire in Ghana, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you might be a millionaire somewhere else. And the quality of life you want, you take what you have, you go there, and you will be thriving. Like we just had my guest, um, Lori Tharps, talk about moving to Spain and how she's mm-hmm. thriving. And her son is going to school. His college costs two thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Like money is different. In different places. So happiness looks different for different people too. And Mm -hmm. I hope from this show, we can start to change that a little bit. If it's gone down that path, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit and make sure you understand that uh, money is not the only goal Mm -hmm. and being a millionaire is not the only goal because happiness looks different for everyone. And 
it doesn't mean you're shortchanging yourself, but that there is a thin line as well, Mm -hmm. because I always want to make sure people are aiming for the stars and not thinking, oh, like that could never be me. Because that's something that afflicts our community sometimes too. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's, you know, that's them. That's Kim Kardashian who can start a billion dollar business. That can't be me, but it can be us. But you know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, I, I still sometimes have imposter syndrome, right? And really? I'm just listening. When I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so... I'm like, wait, I was on her podcast. You know, so like, <laughs> those are like 30 grand yeah. in a month is nothing to sneeze at. What I... Yeah, what nothing what to sneeze at. Absolutely. For, like your yeah. first orders are nothing to sneeze at. Like, mm-hmm. this is what... I'm sitting at the tables too. You know, my name is spoken right. in these rooms too. And I'm like, oh, they're talking about me. And so, and, and, and oftentimes I feel like I have to keep doing something. Like, okay, what's my next project? Yes. What's my next project? And I, right. I, I, I'll slow down with that now. That's the biggest thing that yes. I learned during the pandemic was like, you can go back to this episode. Like these people, I did this episode in 2019. And when I get those, yes, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but the no. work that you are doing and it's there, right? That was 2019 right. from popcorn. The amount of people, yes. even if it was just an idea for them, for them to listen mm-hmm. to your podcast and reach yes. out. And the first thing they always tell me is that I was so relatable and it's, I didn't, it wasn't some far-fetched idea. Right. Yeah. It's so simple. It's mm-hmm. so simple. And every day people start things that are simple, mm-hmm. that are needed yeah. in society. And um, I think we forget that because nowadays we use it so much mm-hmm. that we don't even think about it. We don't think about Kleenex. We don't think about Band-Aids. We don't think about yeah. like all these simple things that mm-hmm. pencils or, you know, as a mom, everyone, I still don't know. I need to look it up. The person who made those blankets that every single infant gets wrapped in in the hospital. Oh, right. Simple things, simple things mm-hmm. are needed in life. And so I... That's why I love talking to you and other Black women entrepreneurs. And that's always been my goal with this show is Mm -hmm. to make entrepreneurship relatable and not this Mm -hmm. really complex thing. It's not just about this or that one picture we always see, Silicon Valley, VC, VC, VC. Like, that's it. Like, that's the only way to be an entrepreneur. And it's just not. It's just not. It's not. The pre-orders are huge. Pre-orders, pre-orders, yes. pre-orders. That's how I find. That's how do I you ever it. worry though? Does it get challenging? Do you ever worry like, what if I can't fulfill this pre-order? Right. Well, so for me, with specifically with the Ankara Beauty stuff, I won't buy it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going in the hole. I'm already on vacation. I was going anyway. Right <laughs> uh, for popcorn. That's a little, yeah. a little different because that's my money. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. when. The order slowed down, especially now. They're actually, right. I'm looking back again. They're slowing because people are getting laid off. So not only are they mm-hmm. not working from the office, they're not working at all. And so that's business mm-hmm. business. So I'm, I'm having to look to see, like, okay, what am I going to do now? But okay. I'm leaning on the philanthropy part, like the social impact part, because that brings me joy. So, yes. and it'll come back around. It, I, and if it doesn't, I'll figure something else out. I'll get a job. Right. Like, not the end of the world. Yeah. And did the popcorn business help to fund your philanthropy with Ankara Beauty? Yes. Specifically, specifically, that's the only way I was able to go to Ghana for two months because okay. my biggest orders are in November, October, and July, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was able to pay for housing, all of that, and just yes. not worry about it because I didn't right. miss a beat because of how my schedule is. 
right? Yes. And so the only thing that would have right. changed is if I stayed, mm-hmm. which I've thought about staying several times, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'll go back and forth. I, I see you moving eventually. Like I don't know. No. I don't I don't see you on US soil forever. Uh speaking of that, you're such a free spirit. Mm-hmm. I, well, I see you as a free spirit, but also about your business mm-hmm. and you know, your ducks are in a row. So how do you at this stage deal with um the more serious aspects of running a business, such as, you know, paying yourself an official salary, paying your employees, deciding how much to take from the business because, you know, that's taxed and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. How do you approach that? Are you taking a salary? I'm now? so glad you said that because initially it was just like, okay, I will, you know, have your business account and then you transfer it to your personal account, outsource the stuff you don't want to do. There's so many programs and apps and companies now outsource that stuff that you don't want to do. I thought it's a lot of stuff to do that. I don't, I want to be on the (laughs) soil. I want to be sending invoices. I don't want to be outsource the stuff that you, if you're in a position now, it's a little less expensive than a, a lot less expensive actually than what I started. Yeah, there are a lot of companies ago. popping up, so you have that competition factor that helps with the cost. But like, who did yeah. you find? Are you working with like a app or a company that does your a bookkeeper, a solo woman entrepreneur here? That's uh-huh. what she does. She's an accountant, okay. and you know they're they're doing bookkeeping services, tax services. Look into your network or listen to your podcast. There's so many ways to do it, and I got mm-hmm. caught up with that. And you. <laughs> Outsource stuff you don't want to do. <laughs> Final answer, outsource. Okay. Spend the money up front if you can. I'm in the midst of it right now. And I'll update you guys as I navigate this process of just really outsourcing it all. Because outsourcing requires this responsibility of getting your stuff together to show somebody, right? So um, it could be a little bit daunting in that sense too. But once you do it one time, you're good. You're set up and moving forward. You know, and again, because we have the apps, and the best thing that had ever happened to me was when you swipe your card and they're like email receipt or printer. That's like the best thing. I wish yes, all yes. companies would do that. That's yes. why I prefer like order stuff online because then I could just search the company. Thankfully, I right. only use certain like four major companies. That's literally it for popcorn, oil, sugar, like. That's it. Oh, good. good and good. so I can sort easily to find it. But before okay. that. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know how people did it when they literally had to hold on to every paper yeah. receipt. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, all right. So before we jump into the lightning round, I'm curious mm-hmm. to know how you want to move forward with Case Kettle Corn and Ankara Beauty and how you envision your life as an entrepreneur looking. So I definitely want to keep Case Kettle Corn. I do want to branch out into beverage, um, like lemonades and teas. Love lemonades and teas. And that's another part of like showing on social media and me making drinks and people like, oh, can you make that for me? The hibiscus tea and, you know, the Sobolo and those things like that. And it goes with the popcorn. So that's next for Case Kettle Corn. Um, as far as Ankara Beauty, I'm really going to focus on the social impact part. Like I said, I'm, once okay. we get this drill, this borehole drilled, I'm doing that every year. Once um, I'm Ooh. taking a trip. Um, a group of people in February to go. So I'm going to do small tours on the agriculture side, the shea butter tours to the village, because a lot of people just don't know how it's made. And it's so interesting for me. I'm just, like I said, I'm a curious person. So that's what's next for Ankara Beauty. Continuing, like, I just want to 
it's such a need for water in um, mm-hmm. in Ghana. And so just mm-hmm. drilling those boreholes, it's something that has really spoke to me. So I have to figure it out, figure out how to fund it. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that you mentioned curiosity piece. I think Mm -hmm. that is the core of side hustling. Mm -hmm. And I want us all to always keep that very, very close. Because if you're wondering what side hustle should I do or, you know, where should I start? Go back to what you're curious about. Go back to what you're curious about. And that helps to narrow it down too. you know, you do that Venn diagram of what am I good at? What do people ask me for? What do I really enjoy doing? And the what I really enjoy doing is going to help you narrow all that down and it comes back to your curiosity. So exploring that and you learn through the process of actually going after it if it's something you want to stick with. But if you if you never, ever listen to that curiosity that's just brewing inside of you, you are sowing the seeds of discontent because there's there's something you want to explore. You don't know if it's going to work or not. I can't tell you if it's going to work or not, but that curiosity is there for a reason. So now... Let's jump to the lightning round. You know the deal. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Number one, what is a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Okay. So a resource has been Zooms and podcasts. And the reason I say podcasts, and I tell this to all of my coaching clients, and I def- not only because it came to me through you, listen to the podcast, even if it doesn't have to do with your specific industry because you will pick up so many gems because especially new entrepreneurs were excited and we're talking there's things that's not so much gatekeeping when they first started out so if you want to yeah. listen to like your favorite um your favorite influencer or your favorite entrepreneur go back to some of their earlier interviews and listen oh, yeah, they share yeah. a lot <laughs> They let those secrets out. Let secrets out. <laughs> I like that. Um, number two, who is a black woman entrepreneur who you would want to switch places for a day and why? Angel of the Spice Suite. Just how she started out, like sourcing her spices around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. kind of similar in a way to what I'm doing, like sourcing the products and going to different places. Right. Um, and with Ankara Beauty, uh, there's an Ankara Cafe I want to do because of the teas. Specifically mm-hmm. in African countries, teas are really big. And I'm a huge oh, yeah. tea drinker. And so I want to do that. And so she, I'm just inspired how she gives back to her community that that impact part. It's like she has her own style. I've listened to an interview mm-hmm. where she put that note on the door, like, I'm close. I got to go to my kids. You know, she, she doing her own thing her way, right? And yes, so that's all very it. inspirational. And the money will mm-hmm. come. The money will come. Yep. People will speak your name. So she's fly too. Like, Yeah, she's fly. She The way she builds. <laughs> all right. So number three, what is a non-negotiable part of your day? Again, tea. The reason I say teas, there's so many different benefits. Like in the yes. morning, like I don't really drink caffeine. And so mm-hmm. it just become a routine that when I'm pouring the teas and it's steeping, I find myself thinking of things that I have to do or want to do for whatever right. reason, that little piece brings me joy. And yeah. my friends give me teapots and different teas. So it, it's a yes. moment of joy that I'm just like, okay. And then I get my day started. But teas. Yes. 
I love tea as well. I really need to learn how to do all the steeping stuff because yeah. I'm very lazy. I'm like, give me the tea bag. But I want to, you know, up my game this year. Maybe one well, next year, next year. All right. <laughs> Number four, what's a personal habit that has helped you significantly in business? Pushing pause and reevaluating why am I doing this? Why yes. am I doing this? Do Am I yes. doing this because I want the publicity? Am I doing this because I need the money? Am I doing this because they asked me and I felt bad and don't want to say no? <laughs> bad. Like, why am I doing this? And pushing pause. Like, push pause for mm-hmm. taking a rest and push pause to evaluate. Yes. Why am I doing this? I love it. I, I needed that one. Ooh, yeah. that hit me. Right now, that really hit me. All right. And finally, uh, I love my own lightning. I love the lightning round. (laughs) All right. Number five, (laughs) what is your parting advice this time around for fellow Black women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing that stability? Figure out this. I'm going to give some real advice. Figure out how much it costs to live the life that you want to live. Figure Mm -hmm. out what it costs for you to get rid of some stuff. Right. And what can you live without? Because sometimes that's the biggest thing. We don't know what we're willing to lose. And so that's scary. And it might not cost you as much because that's the real, real part. Like, Mm. okay, yeah, I quit my job. We still got to eat. How much is it going to cost? Like, it's not this fictitious number. Put it down. What does it cost? What can I live without for a moment Mm. to get to where I want to go? And guess what? If it doesn't Mm. work, you can do something else. You can do something yes, else. You yes. can do multiple things. I literally yes. sell popcorn and shea butter. Two random things, right? <laughs> you can do. You can do multiple things. That's the, That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. You can do multiple yeah. things. I love that reminder. What? can you live without temporarily i need to hear that right. too because whenever i hear live without i'm like i can't live without no. none of this <laughs> <laughs> But be for real, be for real. You you can live without it temporarily. So thank you so much, Khadija, for coming back into the guest chair. Always so inspired by you. Love what you do, your approach to life, your approach to business. So where can people connect with you after this episode? Okay. You can go to Ankara Beauty GH on Instagram, uh, AnkaraBeauty.com to find out when the next drop is, their Shea Butter, all the social impact projects. Um, in casekettlecorn.com. Case Kettlecorn on Ooh. social media. I'm on threads now. So Case Kettlecorn on Oh threads. gosh, yes. We we all on threads. We all doing the things. <laughs> you know what's funny? You were the first person to follow what? me on on uh, threads. I was like, oh, that is so you know cool. I'm so, I'm so happy here. because I'm so happy they have that automatic feature. Right. Yeah, trying to that's find all I, your I friends again it is so. Yep, I, yeah. yep, I yep. was like, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the easy, that's the best thing y'all ever did for me because no, no one has time to be going through like, who, yeah. what's this person? And so, yes, of course, follow Kay, follow Khadija, learn all the things because she is amazing. She's brilliant, and you guys, that's it for this week. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much hey guys thanks for listening to side hustle pro if you like the show be sure to subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. it helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show and if you want to hear more from me you can follow me on instagram at side hustle pro plus sign up for my six bullet saturday newsletter at side hustle pro.co slash 
newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.